be good organic football podcast oh <laughs> yeah opening dab sequence dab. coming Initiated. to you live our host <laughs> marky mark <laughs> mark oh, in yeah. the house well shit i am in the house and i'm watching my squad here so Let's get into it, guys. It's Monday Night Football, so welcome back once again to the Organic Football Podcast. And Guys, we're sitting here checking out this game. Uh, the Vikings are driving down against the Bears. It's tied at 13 in the fourth quarter here, so we're going to keep an eye on that. And Before we get disconnected again, Brad, I'm going to check in over there with you, buddy. How's uh, your world treating you this weekend, bro? It's going pretty good. Uh, I think there's a conspiracy of this disconnect. I don't think that was on me. (laughs) All the notifications I was getting was saying it was on your end. I come back and you two are laughing, giggling, pointing fingers. I feel like there's some colluding going on. That's true. You have no history of getting disconnected like multiple times during an episode. So that's true. That's definitely our fault, bro. I thought I saw your arm <laughs> heading towards your screen just before it happened, too. <laughs> Maybe you click something. Oh, my God. Nope. Okay, all right. Oh, oh goodness. We got ourselves a ugly extra point attempt? Was that what I just said? Yeah, the Vikings just scored and then uh, botched the extra point. So Okay, that leaves the door open. <laughs> Welcome to freaking closing out week 10, huh? That's it, man. Let's wrap it on up. (laughs) Rich, uh, how's your week 10 go fantasy-wise, buddy? Uh, When we talk about the cards here, we'll definitely get into your uh, game day experience, but what's the good word, man? Off the schneid, as I called it before. Finally got myself a victory. Uh, Put up some good points, and my opponent kind of shit the bed at the same time, so that was all good. Glad to get back off and ready to win some more games and I'm right back in the playoff hunt. So I'm definitely more excited than I've been for six fucking weeks. <laughs> <laughs> the pendulum finally swang your way and the uh, fantasy gods smiled upon you, bro. That's cool. I guess I wasn't praying to him like I was supposed to. So. <laughs> That's what it was. <gasps> you have to have that chant and that mantra that Brad does. Right. right. <laughs> it works, man. 60% of the time. All the time. All of the 60% of the time, it works 100% of the time. (laughs) So let's go ahead and tell everybody about our social media. We want to make sure everybody's following us on Instagram. Check us out on Facebook. Download the episodes if you don't mind. That always uh, looks good when we, you know, hear from the top floor at the office. They're like, how many downloads you guys get this week? We always like to give them a nice fat number. Yeah, they're they're harping on us. They want yeah. they want you guys listening. So we're we're coming for you. We're coming for this fantasy world. Everybody's got to listen to us. Take what we say to heart. Let's go. Want to win some games? Come listen to us. Let's do this, man. We don't want the suits, you know, uh, getting after us, man. That's no good. We just want to cruise through the work day and smoke our weed. That's about it. I want to I want to keep wearing my tank tops and smoking <laughs> weed. So let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, yeah, man. Let's get into some of these recaps, man. Week 10 is in the books just about as this uh, fourth quarter is winding down with the Bears' offensive struggles continuing. Well, one game we got to talk about, Rich. I mean, right off the bat, it's on everybody's mind. You were there, buddy. You were in person. You were cheering them on, and you got to see the Hale Murray. So that uh, took your name's take there with Kyler, <laughs> your last name as well, and boom. I mean, the Cardinals pulled off a miracle in Glendale. And so, tell us how it went for you, bro. Uh, it was absolutely amazing. Uh, we were sitting pretty much dead even with it right there in the red zone, nice. uh, straight up. So I just watched the ball just sail straight at me and straight into D Hop's hands. It was like unbelievable the whole like that crowd was like i mean it would have been amazing with everybody there but that crowd like we earned that shit we were like yeah hell yeah like you know everybody was there were still people who left on that thing I, I was mad about that we you know i get it there's 34 seconds left but you sit and watch that thing i mean we're, we're the lucky people who got to be in that building don't fucking leave early especially I, I when just, you got kyler murray man you let that play out and see what happens now they know now they know yeah. a lot better you got kyler murray you got d hop man stay yeah. in the building and watch <laughs> yeah it's kind of funny everyone's kind of like saying like oh my god this is you know remarkable it's so lucky so lucky but like I feel like it's like fifty percent luck, but fifty percent skill. Like mm-hmm. the D hop, you put any one of those receivers other than him on that trying to catch that. I mean, Larry. I mean, I love the guy. He don't get up that high anymore. No, you know, he's probably got those sure hands. But yeah. you know, no one else can do that. And then Kyler Murray was like literally almost being forced out of bounds. The way he threw that and how far he threw it and on point on a dime. I mean. I mean, there's like what maybe Mahomes and Rogers can do that. So yeah, Wilson, Wilson, Wilson. Mahomes. I think I think I was listening to some people today talk about, but like, I don't think there's you could put all that together in one quarterback to make that play happen. Like I think I think there are quarterbacks that can like make that throw on the run, but I don't know if there's the guys who can shimmy and shake and get out to the sideline like that too. All of it put together and then finishing that playoff. I mean. Just absolutely unbelievable. I'm telling you, he is the quickest quarterback in the NFL. Mm. Like, from yeah. zero to pop, he can just, like, go shift, down, go again, and it's just, like, yeah. it's unreal. Definitely, he's one of the shiftiest players I've ever seen, man. And the way, like you said, he almost got sacked on that play, but because it's Kyler Murray, he was able to yeah. break, break away from it. And then, I mean uh, – you got to give credit on that catch. Uh, there were three defenders on Hopkins. He went up with the strong hands. He controlled it all the way through. There was never a doubt. So that's one that's going to go down in you know in the uh, folklore for the Cardinals, man. I mean, that's that's one we'll be talking about for years, Rich. And you got to witness it. So I was pretty stoked for you, bro. Oh, it was insane, man. I was I was dancing in the aisles, like fucking <laughs> jumping up and down, man. I, I've never been so excited because, like, you know, it's just unbelievable. But there's been some moments in that building, yeah. but like that that was just like a whole nother level. And I think yeah. it's also because like it really tells uh the Cardinals community, hey man, we have something big on the horizon here. This oh, yeah. this guy cooking, our, they are cooking. This, this guy's our QB. We might not be getting to a Super Bowl this year, but that is the caliber of quarterback we now have on our team. Yes. Is a Super Bowl winning caliber quarterback. So I am excited about that. And that's that moment. That that moment will live on for a long time. It was it was unbelievable. I thought it was funny. I saw uh, 
a tweet from Tyreek Hill today, mm-hmm. and he said, um, he said at at D Hop, oh my God, they got families. <laughs> the <laughs> defenders like they got families, yo. <laughs> he just schooled them. <laughs> well, and I saw Mahomes, uh, you know, put out a little just saying, hey, D Hop's a monster out there, you know, like so he's just you know everybody's throwing out props on that catch. It was pretty amazing, and like you said, man, I mean to be in the building for that moment. That's fucking awesome. And Cardinals got it done, 32-30. to 30, uh, And that just goes to show, like you said, you cannot count this team out at this point. So they're the type of team that can really go on a playoff run this year. And like you said, the Super Bowl might be a few years away, but it could be creeping on the horizon the way things are shaping up. And just the trade for D-Hop. I mean, how brilliant <laughs> does Steve Kahn look? I mean, uh, Yeah, I was going to say, what did uh, Bill O'Brien, I didn't catch what he yeah, tweeted out yeah, after that Yeah, catch. what did he have to say? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't see that tweet. Not a word. Yeah, <laughs> crickets, huh? That's crazy. And what did what did D Hop say? He said um, there was three of them, and they were in good position. He's like, uh, it's like Duncan. It's like the equivalent of Duncan on three people. He goes, yeah, they had position, and I got the ball. They weren't better. They weren't better than I, or something. They weren't like better that. than I. <laughs> it's like okay. <laughs> Oh man, but yeah, fucking unbelievable, dude, unbelievable. That catch thing, was man. so big. Chris Paul was like, "Dude, sign me up. I'm going to Phoenix." Like, <laughs> like it's a oh, fucking dude. butterfly effect, man. Next thing, LeBron's gonna yeah, be man. here. You never know, man. Uh, LeBron's always wanted to play with Chris Paul. There you go. <laughs> He's got Booker. Hey, yeah, I'm excited that about that too. This is an exciting time in uh, Phoenix sports right now, to be sure. Yeah. Bears are knocking each other out right now. Is that what I'm seeing? Oh, yeah. Now, I mean, the Vikings are up 19-13. They're driving again. And this is what it, how it goes with the Bears' defense. It's bend but don't break. But their offense is so pathetic and so limited. I mean, they just they can't hang in there all game. It's pretty disappointing when you're a Bears fan. It's funny with these Bears guys because I know if if they could right now, they'd be going back to Mitchell Trubisky. Oh, yeah. They would they'd have done it two games ago, but they're just stuck now. Mitchell's, they Mitchell's hurt. They're stuck. Yeah, they're stuck with slow rolling foals, man. Slow rolling yeah. foals. I like that. Yeah, you look at the, the excitement level for Cardinals fans about a good young quarterback for uh, like Kyler Murray, and then <laughs> that juxtapose that with the Bears situation. It's uh, it's a deep dark hole, man. A deep dark hole. <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> All right, Brad. This uh, Houston-Cleveland game, bro, you got your boy back. Nick Chubb was back in the lineup, and he was looking good. He put together a monster game for you, but I didn't see it live, but I did see the replay of what happened on that that breakaway run that he had, bro. Lay that out for me. Well, yeah, I was just foreshadowing, man. He, he decided to be smart and do the smart heads-up play, and he stepped out of bounds. And cost, I mean, it didn't like it cost me anything. I mean, it still got my ass handed to me. So let's uh-huh. be real. If you're down by 40, 41 points as we state right now, uh-huh. that didn't really cost me much. So when you come and score 60 points in a week with eight guys, you suck, Dick. So that's what my team did. <laughs> Dude, I, to- I told the guy I worked with that I fucking scored 60 points. And he goes, wow. He's like, uh, and I told him one guy got me 18 points. He goes, your quarterback? And I go, nope. Wasn't even my quarterback. <laughs> he didn't even give me double digits. 
So on that play, though, Nick Chubb runs out of bounds at the one-yard line, and I don't know how much time was left in the game, but I heard the stat today that they were 99.8% to win if he scores the touchdown. Uh-huh. They're like, but he's 100% if he fucking <laughs> runs out of bounds. So, like, it didn't even, like, it didn't even make really all that much sense, like, football-wise either. It's not like they're going to come down. Yeah, you can go up by, you can go up by 10 and, and be just as good. Arizona going for – Taking that kneel down, it was the same. Yeah, thing. they took the kneel down instead it's of like to get that extra one percent. You know, who cares? And once that was explained to me, I kind of understood that one. But yeah, like, I mean, I'm just saying for like other purposes, for our fantasy purposes, for betting purposes, like, yeah. <laughs> there's a, oh. that line. That line in that game was three and a half. Cleveland minus three and a half. Oh boy. Oh boy, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and and people out there could have used that six extra points. I'm sure. Oh yeah, <laughs> sure. Plenty of Nick Chubb uh, managers were like, "Dude, could you just uh, take what? one more step <laughs> in the same direction for me, bro?" Yeah. He's like, "I'm not Todd Gurleying this. It's not. No, it wasn't <laughs> accidental. There was nothing accidental about it, man." Yeah, so, I mean, we did get Chubb back, so that was the big story out of that game. And, you know, I don't know. Anything else to talk about? Were there some injuries or anything we need to hit on? Well, I think it's just important to know that it's a split backfield still, Hunt and Chubb. So, I mean, while the value's still there and Chubb's still good talent, just remember that uh, it's still a committee. So. Well, I mean, Chubb looked really nice, though. He, oh, yeah. he was running real nice. He looked he looked like he could take over that backfield. Not that not that he would take it over. They're still going to split the carries up and split the you know they like to throw to Kareem Hunt. But Nick Chubb he he looks like he can take over plays where you know he he gets the big chunk plays and they keep him on and that kind of stuff. So um, I look forward to that. I, I think it's a sixty forty type split, and I'd prefer the Nick Chubb side at this point in the season. I definitely think you want the Nick Chubb side for sure. I want a chubby side. <laughs> yeah. You did say big chunk and big chub at the same time. Get this though, that game again, man. You gotta fucking that was a slop game, man. They yeah. they delayed the, they delayed the game by thirty minutes because of the weather because it looked like a fucking hurricane there. So yeah, this this weather is starting to drive me a little nuts. I don't know about you guys. It seems like there's a lot of fucking games getting affected by it, and a lot of my games. So <laughs> we'll get yeah. into a couple other ones, but like two weeks in a row or almost three weeks, I've had weather affect like what's going on with my guys and it's it's kind of a little frustrating at this point and yet it's 90 degrees out in arizona well, <laughs> yeah we, we live in a beautiful place so <laughs> oh shit all right rich i'm gonna throw this next game to you bro uh tampa bay of carolina i think you were seeing this one pretty clearly last week man you know you thought tampa bay was gonna have that bounce back and go in and stomp and it might just fall apart for the panthers and that's really what happened. You know, uh, the Tampa Bay ends up doubling them up, 46-23. So uh, just wondering, you know, Ronald Jones broke off that huge 98-yard touchdown run. Is that enough to cement him? You know, you're all everybody's looking for that lead back, for that guy who's not in the committee, you know. Is it time to bump Jones up to like a 70-30 split? Uh, honestly, I, I I still don't have a good read on this backfield. Mm-hmm. Like we we come out of that game and you see that, but like I've seen big games out of Ronald Jones before this year already, and good runs, good solid runs. So it does because like also he fumbled in this game. I don't know if yeah. I caught that. Yes. So 
So, you know, it's it's still a trust factor, and I still think a guy like B.A. is going to say, no, give me both of these guys. So I, I don't think there is that delineation. I do think there is that lean. I, I think it's a little bit of a lean towards Ronald Jones, but you're going to still see Leonard Fournette out there. I swear something clicked with him when he fumbled that ball. It's like he knew that Arians was like, dude, he opened up the One doghouse cage it, dude, door. Yeah. He's like, dude, and he pointed in there. He's like, I promise, man, I'll make it right. And then he just went on a fucking tear after that. When I see a fumble, I'm always like looking for that next drive. Like, okay, are they letting my guy back on the field? I was when, with Kenyon Drake in that game. I was like, oh man, that's a bad fumble, dude. Are they gonna they're gonna put the ball right back in his hands? He was out there first play of the next drive. So it's like I like to mm-hmm. see that, and you see that there is a certain level of trust factor that did happen with Ronald Jones as well. I was like, okay, I was I was shocked to see it because he's had some fumbling issues well so. early in the year it felt like they did that that went immediately to Fournette. so mm-hmm. so yeah i mean maybe they maybe they are slowly but surely realizing that ron jones is their guy yeah man and tom brady and the offense got back on track and uh, on the panther side a couple injuries uh teddy b took a, a hit to the knee that's uh got to be concerning and then uh, I guess McCaffrey looks like he may be a little bit more banged up than originally thought. Oh, yeah, I definitely knew he's banged up. You, he's not one to really, like, wince in pain. And, but you saw him on the sideline grabbing that shoulder and the facial expressions he was making. You could tell he was in a lot of pain. So I thought minimum you're talking two to three weeks. So whether it lingers past that, I mean, at one point, like you said, Mark, did they just shut him down or what? So, man. Nick Foles just missed him on that fucking pass, man. Yeah, it's fourth down for the Bears. A chance to tie up the game, and he just missed uh, Darnell Mooney. It's right by the end zone. So that's right there is kind of the story of the night for the Bears. The offense just can't do enough. So Was that Mooney? Yeah, it was Mooney. I thought it was Miller. No, it was Miller. Oh, was that Miller? Yeah, it was Miller. But yeah, you see that he, you see that Nick Foles. He steps through the pocket. That was as quick as he could possibly fucking move. He actually steps up through the pocket, but then has to like throw just off of his right foot. He can't do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's where the athleticism just is not there whatsoever. You don't you don't think about that, but you know, like all these new age quarterbacks, they're able to like just like <laughs> I can throw from whatever foot and fucking yeah. arm angle I need. <laughs> Everything's Kyler fine, Murray. but yeah, like. Yeah, Kyler Murray's exhibit A on that man. After forty-five that yard dime, he's falling out of bounds. Sidearm, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> with a defender in his face. So yeah, that is not uh, Nick Foles' specialty. No and no. Nick Foles, he can't even get like sixty percent of his weight into his right foot and try to throw because that'll throw him off. He's like, whoa, 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 what's going on here? <laughs> I'm off balance. My equilibrium feels fucked up. <laughs> I think it, just the simple fact of balance is an issue for him. It really is, dude. <laughs> Nick Foles got a severe case of vertigo. He's out there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's switch gears to this next game up, guys. Uh, Brad, you you talked about your quarterback. A little bit of a disappointment for us. The, tell me about that game in L.A., man. They went in there against the Rams, and – you know, I don't know. Did the Rams have a good game plan defensive-wise, or did Russ just have an off game there, man? Uh, I don't know. I'd say it's like 80% that, 20% Russ. I do think Russ in the last two games has made some bad decisions. He has thrown it in some poor poor spots, and, you know, the ball's been intercepted. So, And I think he's been, like, holding the ball a little too long, and some fumbles have happened. He's kind of always, like, just reside on the fact he can escape. 
And with yeah. a defense like, you know, the Rams and Buffalo got after him too pretty quick. So he just, uh, there wasn't much room to escape and run. And, you know, they weren't getting open right away. You know, Jalen Ramsey and those guys were shutting down Ty Lockett and DK. So, I mean, all around, their defense just shut down Seattle. And Seattle could not do anything like you guys said. I was totally wrong. Uh, could not do anything to stop their offense. So The Rams have a good defense. Very quietly underrated defense. Top five, maybe um, number five. They're, they're flying around. They have good scheme. Um, I forget what the new coach's name is, but um, they got rid of Wade Phillips, and they have a new defensive coordinator. I like what he's doing. Um, so, you know, Seattle, Seattle, I see Russ Wilson very much so in a mode of pressing, thinking that everything has to be done by him. And honestly, it kind of is the situation. That, that team as a whole is not um, a complete enough unit to be winning games without a great performance from Russ Wilson. So I think he knows that Russ is pressing. Um, interesting stat. Uh, Seattle has not had a hundred yard rusher all year, not one game, not with a hundred yard rusher. So um, I think that's, that's where they, ha- they have to have some sort of a run game. They, they used to be the run heaviest team in the league. And now it's not like that. They have to get a little bit of that going again and get their offense back on track. Everyone knows Russ is going to be cooking. He's the only one in the kitchen. You know that's mm-hmm. easy to stop. So obviously, yeah, they need to run game. Yeah, they're so banged up in that backfield. I mean, Alex Collins yeah. got in the end zone out of the blue, like wherever they brought <laughs> him in from. Oh, he was jail. Tap dancing. They got him. He tap danced his ass out of jail, and then right to the <laughs> NFL, and there he is. But no, yeah, I mean, Alex Collins actually, I, I liked him when he was in Baltimore. He's he's got some moves. I like him as yeah. a running back. Um, L.A. side going forward, I, I, a big injury in this game. Andrew Whitworth, uh, the Los Angeles Rams lineman. That's a big loss for them, man. Um, I think that's going to really disrupt what they do in in their offensive schemes. I, I think that's going to be a problem going forward. Something to look at definitely in the next coming weeks is if there's because Goff needs that time. He needs to be in that balanced rhythm offense. So if he's got struggles coming from you know that side of the line, uh, look out. Right on, guys. Rich, uh, next game I want to ask you about, bro. The Washington football team went into the Motor City of Detroit, and this was actually, uh, you know, I was expecting Washington's defense to play a little better in this game, but the Lions, I mean, they're one of these teams that just hang around. It seems like, man, they might get blown out one week and then just be right in the thick of it the next. So Matt Stafford does that. He keeps them in the game, and uh, I don't know. What did you see from uh, both sides of the ball on that one? Well, actually, if I can just interject real quick, Rich. Uh, the one thing I really noticed is that uh, that Marvin Jones guy, he is a stud. He uh, yeah. eight receptions, almost damn near 100 yards, touchdown. I mean, like, surefire starter. So, mm. I mean, if you have him in your league, you definitely want to start him unless yeah. you're Mark. Mm. And you well, Brad, it's like him. they say, bad mistakes. I've made a few. And, you know, this one, it'll probably come back to haunt me, but if – Unfortunately, I was a little kind of sick of watching the Lions this year, to be completely honest. So <laughs> that's why uh, that's the decision I came to is I want another running back in my lineup and went with Zach Moss, who predictably shit the bed for me. But yeah, man, that was uh, that was a tough one, man. I got to own that as a mistake. Brett had to interject just to jab you in the ribs a little. That's all right. I can handle it, man. 
Every time I picked up Gronk, he liked to jab me. So, you know, Every I made mistakes too. Up- <laughs> <laughs> I mean, granted, granted, all these times I picked up Gronk, he did not actually play football right. in the NFL. Uh, it wasn't like I picked him up in week three. One of these moves was much more an egregious fantasy maneuver <laughs> and deserved yeah. of the razzing. We'll let you guys decide. Yeah, it definitely uh, looks bad right now uh, letting Marvin Jones go, but uh, that's what I did, man. And the I had a lot on my mind. My whole week last week I was shuffling in that flex spot and had a bad feeling that whoever I went with, it was kind of going to go this way. It was going to be regrettable. I was I was rocking like my mind around my flex decision last week too. I was just like, man, like just like left and right. Like you yeah. saw, I pick up Jerry Judy. He was in the consideration there. I was like, I don't know, man. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I didn't give any thought to it because I got Nick Chubb coming back. Tyreek Hill's on the bye. I was like, boom, perfect. I'm gonna crush him. Wah wah wah. Man, it sucks when you guys only put up 60. You got, like, no one even to blame but yourself. <laughs> it's got a long, hard look in the mirror, bro. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. My team's still good. It just happens, but it happens. it's still a bummer. There are, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. We talked about it today, man. We still <laughs> we can do all of our prognostications we want and all that shit, but when they go out there at the end of the day, we are watching a football game, man. That is that is a football out there that they are playing around with. So we can't predict everything that's going to happen there, man. It just fucking shit happens out there. Shit happens, bro. Like we were talking about, like where Eddie was sitting before the D Hop play. Like yeah. the, you know, he got he got something. What do we end up coming up with? Sixteen points. Sixteen. Sixteen. Seventeen. Yeah. 17 points, like, puts him into a victory, and that's on the last play of the game on literally a Hail, Hail Murray. I, I love that it's called that, actually. Never... <laughs> Hail Murray. Hail Murray. I love it. <laughs> we realized Eddie got points on that, too, right? That one play. Points, too. Points, too. Boom. You got 30 yep. bucks for that play. The last nice. play of the game. That's what you call mm-hmm. cashing in, man. It's like $10 a defender. <laughs> <laughs> It took me a minute. I'm like, wait, yeah. what? <laughs> Here, I'll give you some shit on Washington and Detroit. You know what's funny is I do all my little notes. I just dropped down a little bit of stuff for each game just so I have a little bit of somewhere to go. I, I forgot to write down that game. Oh, right. <laughs> I forgot that yeah. game. I figured I th- I'd just serve it up for Brad so that he could give me shit about dropping. There you go. Jones. It worked out perfect. Yeah, that's, that's, that's why we do this. It's perfect, man. <laughs> You you lob him up, he fucking yeah, just knock him off slam the park. Down, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a game, buddy. Uh, if you want to interject on this one, the Ravens and the Patriots they played during a monsoon in New England. It was pretty crazy out there, man, watching that game. And uh, <laughs> New England came away with the victory. Uh, tell me what you saw, though. I mean, Baltimore just can't seem to get on track. You could blame the weather. For this one a little bit, I guess, but I'm, I'm having my question marks right now with these Ravens, man. Yeah, see, what I think I saw with that game is uh, Bill Belichick should run the ball about 25 to 30 times a game. Like, I don't know what the fuck's wrong with you. Like, yep. it looks like it's successful. It looks like that's what Cam Newton needs to be successful. And, I mean, don't get me wrong. Yeah, Damian mm-hmm. Harris, he, look, he looks stellar out there. I mean, Rex Burkhead and Josh McDaniels, they had their little love thing going on. They were getting touchdowns together. And, I mean, it looked great. 
Bill Belichick seems like he's got a total mind fucked over John Harbaugh. So, like, he can't get over that hump. But, uh, cause that looked like a totally different team out of what we've seen out of the previous weeks. So, I don't know if that's like, hey, let's just stick to this game plan and we'll just win games from now on, or if they'll totally revert and do something crazy different. And I don't know, just look like shitheads out there. Dude, Nick Foles just got choke slammed by Adenabo yeah. of the uh, Vikings defense. I think that's how you say his name. And it, Foles is still down, man. That was a Dude, brutal. Did you see that aerial shot of Foles? It looks like, you know, the crime scene, white chalk. <laughs> you know, the dead body <laughs> just, just laying there. out. God. I think he like, he's like grabbing his hip or something, too. Like, it looked like he, he's grabbing his hip. I thought. Yeah, he is still down, so hopefully that turns Jeez. out all right. You never like to see that, but wow, he did get rocked on that play. He did, and he got hit in the head earlier, too. They didn't even call a penalty on it. Like, what the fuck, dude? Like, is he a quarterback or not? Come on. Yeah. Was there – did they throw a penalty here? I don't see the flag out there. It wasn't – shouldn't be a flag. I mean, it's football. No, 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 no. You can't do that to a quarterback. You can't oh, fucking, you can't like, throw down? You can't, you can't throw down a quarterback like that. Oh. Uh, you can't exert the effort into like moving him down into the ground like that. It's a it's a penalty. Yeah, it sure is a fine line, man, because some officiating crews would call that and some would call some ridiculous ticky tack shit. So Well, I'd say after the man got like slammed in the head earlier in the game, mm-hmm. there should be a flag on the field at this point. Yeah, I would agree, yeah. man. There have not been very many flags this game. Dude, Tom Brady has changed his league, man. nothing used to get called before Tom Brady came this league. They could just make up a penalty of choke slamming the quarterback, and that's a 25-yarder. He's got, like, what, two or three penalties that are, like, literally made up because of him? That's true. Yeah. You can't hit below the knees now because of him. There's the tuck rule for sure that's him. And I can't remember. I thought there was one more. I said that's a big sign of greatness when they make rules about you, man. That's that's a big sign. Like, okay, this guy's doing something. <laughs> They're going to make some new rules. They're like, hey, you know what? We got to do something about this yeah. situation. All because of one person. <laughs> uh, Rich, any more thoughts on that Baltimore-New England game, bro? Oh, I was right on the same page with Brad. I'm not I'm not necessarily worried, though, about Baltimore so much. I mean, just look at the game. It, it was nasty out there. I mean, yeah. even before it was nasty, it was a little bit of a struggle, but they looked like they were running some decent plays out there. They get the Mark Ingram fumble that fucking happens, you know, yeah. so a little bit of kicking themselves in the in the foot or whatever. So I think Baltimore is going to be fine. This, this was a tough game. I think New England's defense is playing well, but – yeah, if I'm New England, run the ball, play good defense. They did this without Stephon Gilmore on the field, so I think that's that's a good sign. And uh, going forward, I do think that Rex Burkhead will be out there. I've seen a little bit of as they've shifted to where they are trying to give Damian Harris his touches. Mm-hmm. It seems to me like the odd man out really has become James White. They like what they're getting out of having – they'll have him out there, but I think they're just like full-on decoy using him. He's a full decoy out there. They're they're out there to use Rex Burkhead in that. So, um, very interesting. I, I, did you guys see the play with Jacoby Myers? Yeah, yeah. He was a quarterback. He was a quarterback in college too, like Julian Edelman. Okay, I was wondering if he was because I was like, if he wasn't, they put a lot of trust in that guy. <laughs> yeah, no, he's a quarter. He's a quarterback. Bowles looks like Martell from fucking replacements. The way his hair is cut mm-hmm. and stuff. That's funny. Are they saying? Can you guys hear what are they saying that's going on with him? 
no, I actually I don't got the sound down, but they yeah. uh, it looks like it's something on? with his knee or his leg, man. Honestly, who has the sound on? I don't know. Me sometimes. <laughs> Fuck. Uh-huh. <laughs> There's Mitchell. Who's the other guy? Who they got in the? Who's who's backing him up? Who's going out there right now? That would be Tyler Bray. Oh, okay, it's in your hands, Bray. They got some timeouts. No, they're out of timeouts. Okay. Wow, man, that's wild. Uh, is Jameis Winston available for the Bears? Maybe they could trade for him. Saints don't need that guy, do they? Hey, deadline's over, Mark. The trade deadline's over, man. I'm sorry to uh, tell you. Yeah. Uh, mm. Would you look at that? You better get down. Better fucking spike that shit. We got 18 seconds left. Yeah, he needs some timeouts, like Kyler Murray. <laughs> He's in trouble. He's not Kyler Murray. <laughs> He's Tyler Bray. If he can get like a 10-yard pass down the sideline and a quick out of bounds, they Wait. have one shot at it. Those names are like somewhat similar. <laughs> Kyler Murray, Tyler Bray. Almost, you know, they're, they're like in the same little regions. Maybe Let's see if he can pull it off. The play that Tyler Bray makes is not Kyler Murray-esque. No, no. Now I've seen it. It's okay. Well, nothing to see here, guys. That game is yeah. over. Sorry, man. Jesus Sorry, Christ. Man. Are there Bears are five and five now? Jesus Christ, man. They were five and one. Five and one. Five and five. The rich is the wrong one. I have to own that one. You can ring that bell already. Oh boy. That was yeah. that was one of my major wrong points of this season was my trust in the Bears. And Matt Nagy. <laughs> Matt Nagy. Yeah. I don't know. He'd be a good offensive coordinator somewhere next year. Yeah. <laughs> next year. <laughs> he would probably look like a genius with the Chiefs or the Yeah, if if Bienemy, if Bienemy gets a job somewhere, maybe in Chicago, they can just swip swap him out, put put Nagy <laughs> back in, in Kansas City. <laughs> Uh, I like the enemy though too though. I mean, whoever gets the enemy is going to be sitting with a really good coach, I think. Yeah, he'd probably be next up on the uh, carousel, man. Though it's kind of season he's putting together. Hell yeah, yeah. It's frustrating sometimes for me as a as a dash owner, but you know, it's fucking beautiful to watch. All right, guys, let's get into one more game before we uh, kick back for some intermission time and. Uh, I chose this game for a recap. The Giants and the Eagles. Uh, who wants to take it? It was kind of a surprising game. I was shocked that New York came out and got the win. And I mean, it just goes to show that every time I, you know, you want to believe in Philly, then something like this happens, man. You know, when that division starts winning more games, I'll start watching their games. Like, <laughs> I still can't believe that they only have 10 wins between the whole division. And we're in, what, week 10? That's pretty crazy, man. Yeah. Yeah, I fucking dude. I thought Philly was gonna come in and play better. They got healthy. Um they got Miles Sanders back, they got linemen back, they got their wide receivers all in play. Like Wentz got his weapons back. The NFC East is notorious for that. Like no matter what's going on or who's good or what's what, when they play each other, it's like, dude, we just want to play on an even field. We're all that I think we're like I think we're a little behind on this, though. I think the Giants are actually a good team. I think they're a good team. I think they're they're rounding into the form of a good team. So they may not win a ton of games the rest of the season, but I think they play tough. I think they're actually like that kind of like reverse of what we're getting out of Carolina, where I think Carolina might teeter off a little bit now. 
I think they're the type of team that's like cranking up. They could still win this division. They could be a tough out, man. They're, they're, they play tough defense. That's what I see is that's actually a really tough defense over there. And they've got, they got offensive weapons. They do. I mean, uh, Daniel Jones is surprising me. They've dialed him back that notch or two that they needed to and got him in a zone where he, he doesn't turn the ball over. So when he doesn't turn the ball over, he manages it. And then they're giving him some run plays where like he has surprising speed for big old Eli Manning looking motherfucker. Like um, he <laughs> fucking, I, I, I'm, I'm shocked by his running ability to be honest with you. So like, He's looking pretty good, and they're managing him a lot better now. Yeah, he had a, what, 34-yard touchdown run this week? It seems yeah. like he seems to get it 25 yards out all the time. So. And, he, and he didn't fall. He didn't fall, so he was know. good. Turf Monster yeah. didn't get him this time. He he put out, like, some, like, pesticides for the Turf <laughs> Monsters and shit, like little rat poison. He seems like the guy to be high-stepping. He's that kind of guy. I wonder yeah. if he talked to Joe Boo. <laughs> he, he got rid of that fucking curse. Yeah. Oh, shit. Now, that's an interesting point, though, Rich, and it just shifts week to week in the NFL. Like, the teams where you think, okay, they might come on and they might start playing a little better. Last week, I was on Cincinnati and Denver as some teams that, hey, they might make a little noise, and we'll talk about them on the one-hitters, but, yeah, not so much. So. Yeah, we'll talk about those goofy teams. We'll talk about them on the one-hitters, I think, says it all. That's yeah. right. Faux show. All right, guys, well, let's uh, kick back, man. It's about that time, Brad. Dude, I'm literally going to kick back for this one. It's time for that little herbal intermission. And, guys, you know, is what we do on our fantasy uh, wrap-up show and also on Thursday nights on our preview show because, hey, if there's one thing that makes fantasy football better, we all know it's marijuana. So that's why we're doing the show. And, uh, hey, uh, just – Light it up, smoke it up. What you got for me today, Rich? Do we have a new cartridge on board, bro? Dude, I went, I went crazy today. I went, I, I went and I got a new cartridge, something I never tried before. I got a brand new pen battery here as well because my old pen was struggling. So I'm like rocking and ready to take a nice new fresh hit off of this bad boy. So today I got Select Elite Live Resin, which is like kind of like their most premium cartridge, I do believe. I know I'm dropping everything everywhere. Um, Cookie glue. So we've got a hybrid. That gorilla glue. <laughs> gorilla glue. And and no, uh, Durban cookies. Is that right? Yes, Durban cookies and gorilla glue. Well, Durban cookies is okay. Durban poison and cookie monster. I guess you're right. So maybe it is just cookie monster. I had it pulled up here. I've got the gorilla glue side of it pulled up because this is like a basically one of their hybrids so they don't give me a lot of strained information so we're looking at both of them here um but yeah so i think you're right we got cookie monster and gorilla glue i'm gonna take a rip let me get a rip in here get it you know what i like about this pen is brad it has the button so i can turn it the fuck off like the other ones that don't have the button that's what i've realized i, I don't like those because they just it, it's just sitting there like draining the battery the whole time whereas this i can turn it the fuck off in the meantime, in the meantime, so I'll take a rip. What are you dabbling with today, Mark? You know, I got my trusty old edibles. Uh, I tend to, you know, steer towards the OGs these days. Uh, I don't know. They are the uh, K2 
cannabis oil infused. So the thing with them is they kind of, you know, every gummy is the same amount. You know, you won't get one where you're not feeling it and one where it's a little bit, you know, coming on strong. So they have different process, you know, like the Sour Patch Kid ones, the Sour Kush. The guy was telling me he'll just like spray it with THC, but these uh, OGs that's like infused in the process, so a little different. Yeah, I like it. I like it when it's an actually infused in the product. I like it a lot better like that. Um, what was I gonna say? Okay, here. So I got a little description. I was gonna read it for you real quick. It says this is a potent hybrid strain that delivers heavy-handed euphoria. Oh. And relaxation, leaving you feeling glued to the couch. So that's on the on the hybrid indica side. But heavy-handed euphoria. I like that terminology. So I'm in for that ride. And then all of a sudden, there's like fucking hand just slaps you in the face. And you're like, what the fuck was that? And it's this big guy with this shirt that says euphoria on it. And you're just like, what's up? What's up? I'm heavy-handed. euphoric? I'm feeling euphoric. Sup, bro? Just <laughs> get a little heavy-handed with my euphoria over here. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't mean to get out of line. Sorry. There. <laughs> oh shit! That's like, just a weird description. Well, that's also interesting that it, you know it comes out and says, "Hey, you're gonna get that couch lock." Usually, it's like. Well, I think that's good though because this is the hybrid version, so I get some sativa on the other side. So hopefully, I, you know, maybe I'll pass out by the end of this thing. So we'll we'll see where we go. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna rip it pretty heavily here in the back half. I think is my plan. Sweet. Yeah, it's pretty good. Man. I, I I like the flavor a lot. The flavor is really good on this. Um, I, I think I taste that um, gorilla glue flavor more. I've, I've had a lot of gorilla glue in my day. I like to I like to hit the indicas at nighttime. I, I don't sniff I don't sniff it. I smoke it. How much Elmer's glue have you had in uh, your day, Brad? Just <laughs> <laughs> too much. I mean, like eat or sniff? <laughs> you put it as a topping on your you know obstacles if you. Kind of let it like just kind of dry. They gave that like hard silicone thing and the gooey in the milk. Those were the best. Here we go. What the fucking food again? You're fucking make me hungry. Jesus Christ. Always getting hungry during these fucking podcasts now. Oh, Elmer's glue <laughs> popsicle stick is making him hungry, ladies and gentlemen. All right, fucking. I'm just thinking about popsicles now. <laughs> you had to say popsicles. You say the word. I'm like, dude, popsicle. That's not good. <laughs> I go for about. I go for about three popsicles right now. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I should start eating some food in front of you. Do you go like the old school auto pops, Rich, or are you going Ooh. with the more high uh, high end variety of popsicles? I'll, I'll eat all kinds of popsicles, man. I I, I love otter pops. Those uh, those are those are the bomb. When you got kids, the fridge is always stocked with the otter pops. You know what I'm saying? Oh, dude. Yeah, we can't yeah. do that because our kids. We got four kids. We can't do it. Like they are not responsible enough to like cut off the lid and then also take that like piece that they cut off you know 
and yeah. throw it in the fucking trash. <laughs> Don't let it melt all over the counter. Yeah, and then like the end, yeah, just leave like one that has like a, a still juice all up in it, just on the counter. It's like, dude, who doesn't suck that juice out? That's the best part, man. Well, these are kids, man. Kids are just—they're so irrational. You don't even know yet, Brad. You'll see. You'll see when you get there, man. They don't—they don't make the greatest of decisions all the time. Oh, I can see. Yeah, yeah. They. So I mean, think about us. We're we're grown ass people, and sometimes we make bad decisions. Like they're just like figuring it all out, and they're like making these decisions. No. Look at me. I put Zach Moss in my lineup, hoping for his redemption tour on my uh, roster. Not uh, me, man. I make bad mistakes all the time. Horrible decisions. Yeah. Like literally thirty minutes ago. Brad already beat me to the punch. He got you. Yeah, he got you. He was, let me interject. I do like fun, so I'm usually the first one to it. <laughs> oh man, I dropped Zach Moss, Mark. I know. I was like, <laughs> I needed a running back. I felt, and I was like, uh... that shiny oasis was waiting for you. Have you ever heard of? Um, not that. Um, not that I like necessarily wanted to do this. Have you ever heard of a sabotage drop? <laughs> Dude, no, but that's exactly what it was, man. It was, it was overthinking it, man. I outthought myself, and uh, the rest is history. I've been there, man. Trust me, I've been there where I'm like. Oh, dude, yeah, I've, I've thought about it, thought about you it. You talk yourself into something, and you're like, okay, this makes sense. I need a back. I need a back. And then as, soon be a as, back. It, as soon as you do it, you're like, no. You th- I bet you're th- sitting there saying, like, yeah. Zach Moss will get in the end zone. Like, yeah. he'll get a touchdown. Like, they're going to score a lot of points in the game. They'll get I wanted to get another piece Moss. of that game because I was yeah. predicting a shootout. And yeah. and once I seen Kenny Drake was back, I was like, okay, maybe Chase Edmonds isn't going to get what I was hoping from that. So that's where my mind went. And I will say I did see uh, at the end of that game, you know, going forward, obviously it didn't work out for me this week. But uh, Zach Moss, I think he is going to be the guy in the back half in that backfield. Oh, he's good. He's good. And Devin Singletary took a dumb penalty. And to me, it looked like he was benched for most of the fourth quarter. I don't think uh, Sean McDermott was very happy about it. I don't know if you caught that, Rich. Uh, you were at the game and everything. So. Uh, sometimes it's funny when you're at the game. Like, yeah, you, like, like a you miss a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. Like, it's like, it's crazy because, like, I like to, like, really just, like, hone in and pay attention. So, like, I have to do like a whole different mindset. Like I, I, I watched a little less tape this week too, because I just like you know <laughs> it was like on cloud nine after the game and shit too. Oh, yeah. So it's like, like ah, fuck it, I'm just gonna enjoy, man. Fucking finally got a win. The Cardinals won like that, man. I was just like, yeah. this is great. <laughs> this is oh, bro. Oh, that's right. I, I do like football. That's cool. <laughs> that's why I've been fucking grinding. <laughs> Hell yeah. yeah. All right, man. Well, let's wrap up the little herbal intermission right there, guys, and move on. We got some one hitters in the back half, and then Thursday night preview, which, hey, we got quite uh, the game coming on Thursday night, man. So Don't forget the waivers. Oh, yeah, we got some waivers in there, too, which I probably will forget, even though you remind me. I'm not letting you. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hit some of uh, these one-hitters, guys. Pack it up. Get out your dugouts. Cincinnati and Pittsburgh. Uh, big game, Brad. You know, Pittsburgh went to 9-0 on the season. Bengals just could not hang. And uh, tell me what you saw, bro. He's hitting it. Still take my hit, Mark. Well, you said take a hit. Take your one hit. I took my hit. <laughs> yeah. It's fine. It's fine. Get You'll get there. <laughs> what I what I saw was that Ben Roethlisberger 
can win a game all on his own. He doesn't even need anyone to run the ball. <laughs> so, James Conner, we're talking to you. Yeah. You don't need to run the ball, and your team can still be undefeated. So, good well, for all the Pittsburgh wide receivers with all that value. I will quickly say that I have known of this philosophy with the Steelers for a very long time, that when they're at home, they will throw the ball. When they're on the road, they get more conservative, and they like to run the ball more on the road. They want to They want to just get out of road victories, and they want to – at home, they feel they can – put out a little more of their pizzazz offense. James Conner has no pizzazz. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I, 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 okay. All right. I was just trying to give you some some niceties, you know. Oh, that's right. Something to look forward to. Yeah, yeah okay. I'll be better tomorrow. We're going to be Oscar tonight, living in this trash can. Oscar. <laughs> a little grouch. A little grouchy. A little 60-point right. scoring grouch. Yeah. <laughs> Bitch, I live in a trash can. Of course I'm grouchy. You think I'm going to be fucking happy about this shit? (laughs) Can I just get this over real quick? I just want to list off my points for the viewers at home. We're going to go quarterback down, just for you guys. 9.9, 4.8, 2.1, 18.6, 2.8, 3.7, 13.6. That's like four or five numbers I had under five points. Who got you those big points? Oh, Chubb. Uh, Nick Chubb's back. Yeah, that's your bright side, Brad. Those are your rose-colored glasses, man. You got Chubb back, too. Come on. Snap out of it, man. Oh, I'll be out of it tomorrow. I got Hill back next week. I mean, come on. Right. It'll be full Taysom force Hill next will week. be starting for me as a quarterback. As a quarterback. <laughs> slash <laughs> slash uh, running back. Sweet. All right. Uh, Denver and Las Vegas. Uh, this game, I mean, it looked like Drew Locke took an injury. And the Raiders, I mean, Josh Jacobs did what he was supposed to do. He came in, he got two touchdowns. And actually, if you watched it, guys, could have been a lot worse uh, for anybody who went up against Josh Jacobs this week, which was myself. I mean, because then Devontae Booker got two touchdowns in the second half, too. So. Uh, it looks like it's a committee with those two, and at this point, they're both putting out points. Yeah, I wrote down here, you know, uh, you know, maybe Devontae Brooker is starting to get to where he's got his own flex value, if not the most premium handcuff to be achieving right now. If you are someone who rosters Josh Jacobs, I would think you've got to be highly intrigued into getting into the uh, Devontae Booker business, I would say. And yeah, I think I think Drew Locke getting hurt is unfortunate, man. It seems like every wide receiver I pick up or get involved with, there's like a quarterback issue. So I, I apologize to everybody out there. Uh, I picked up Jerry Judy before the game, and then Drew Locke gets hurt. So you know that's my fault. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, real quick, I want to just say Denver has just really been disappointed lately. So we stop it. I just said Drew Locke got hurt. Yeah, come on, let's move on. Okay. <laughs> I'm just messing with you. I will oblige. <laughs> but no, Las Vegas is looking good, though. Go ahead. Dude, I Let's fucking moved on. Let's go. No, I thought you wanted to talk about the game more. Yeah, I moved on, man. Let's go. Brad, the Niners and the Saints, buddy. Drew Brees, I I lost count on how many crack ribs he got, man. Uh, he's got like three crack ribs on one side, two on the other, a punctured lung he's dealing with. So, you know, the Saints got the win, but it looks like it could be Jameis time in New Orleans, bro. Well, I mean, it's definitely Jameis time for the next, optimistically speaking, two to three weeks. So I'm going to say that's three to five weeks. 
So, I mean, it's definitely going to be Winston time. So, I mean, I don't really see that can be a huge drop off. I think Teddy Bridge, Teddy Bridgewater came in last time. And I mean, if you're asking him to do it for a whole season, I don't know if he can do that the whole time. But can he dump the ball off to Kamara enough and have Kamara rush for like 200 yards and win some games? I think he can do that. So, and then you got, you know, they're going to get crafty. Sean Payton, he's going to get Taysom Hill in there. You know, he's not going to be like effective fantasy football, I don't think, right away. But I do think he will be effective on the football field. He'll create good plays. He'll get important first downs, stuff like that. So I think he'll have a nice little role. And I think they have just enough pieces where they'll actually still win games and stay competitive. I mean, the 49ers on the other side of the ball, I mean, yeah, they're just the worst bit of the bunch in our division. So. They've had, uh, I don't even know how many injuries. It seems like they've had like 10 injuries in their running backs. Like every single inj- running back's gotten injured twice. So They've had injuries all over that team. Yeah. San Francisco guys just tore up. But, yeah, actually, Brad, today I, f- I forget what report I was hearing is on the NFL Network, though. Um, something to fucking look at today. I, I was watching it this afternoon. Like I, it sounds like they might like create a bit more of a package for Taysom Hill. So I'm gonna I'm gonna watch those reports this week, but you might you, you might be kind of fucking right, dude. You, you might like end up like with the, I I know I'll I'll eat the crow if it comes to fruition, but yeah, I, I heard some reports. I forget exactly how they worded it, but I was like, oh my god, it might go that way where they where they crank it up for Taysom Hill a little bit, like they they invested in him. That was kind of one of the, the one of the points was they invested in the guy, dude. He's like a fucking. Christian McCaffrey, it's like if you did a potion and poured a little bit of Christian McCaffrey, a little bit of Drew Brees, and, you know, you put all <laughs> these other guys, you mix it around, it's like fucking bake it for 10 minutes, and you got Taysom Hill. <laughs> bake it for 10 minutes. Have you been baked for more than 10 minutes uh, today, Brad? Just out of curiosity. Yes, that's why I'm not Taysom Hill. <laughs> it's, the end of the, it's the end of the day, man. He's been <laughs> baked all day. You've been baked for more than 10 hours? Yeah, I'm more like a roast. <laughs> You know, <laughs> he's roasted. Well done. He roasted. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's going to come down to, right, guys? I mean, is Jameis Winston, what has he learned? What has he gained from Drew Brees and being under Sean Payton? If, if Jameis Winston can limit the turnovers, really lock it down, he could be, he could do well. But if he doesn't, that could open the door for uh, Taysom Hill. So I see what you're saying there, man. Yeah, I do think, though, if Jameis doesn't actually take the ball or take care of the ball very well, you're going to see a lot more Taysom Hill. That's what I'm saying. If Yeah, if he does well and he just comes in like Teddy Bridgewater did last time, it's going to be the exact same usage. So, Brad, do you, you know, when you when you say Teddy, it sounds like you say Titty, dude. Titty? Titty? It titty. Always, every time you say Teddy, I'm like, he sounds like he said Titty. Titty Bridgewater. Titty Bridgewater. <laughs> titty. Titty. Falcons. <laughs> titty. titty. It's Titty and Titty. about the Titty? Titty and Teddy. Titty. Teddy. What do you think about Titty? What's up, Titty? <laughs> oh, my huh? God. Titty or Titty? <laughs> anyway, should be interested to see what Jameis does out there. I know he's a talented guy, so if anything, you know, could be an improvement at, at, in some ways if he can take care of the ball. Yeah, get Michael Thomas more involved because I was yeah. looking at his numbers through uh, the three games he's been healthy, and they are not great for all those uh, managers that in- invested a big draft capital in him. I feel your pain on that one, man. He is not – stuff, man. He, you know, he and he came in so reliable for about four years straight in fantasy. Dude, he had like a an absolutely historic year last year as a as a fantasy asset, a number one wide receiver year. Like and like, dude, 
Where is it? Like, where's the production, man? What's going on? Uh, Chargers and the Dolphins. Uh, This game, you know, Tua emerged 3-0, and and, uh, the Chargers lost another tight game. What did you see, Rich? That's what the Chargers do. They they play close games and lose close games. Tua looks pretty serviceable. That's what I've been seeing. I think I'm actually looking forward to what he'll be bringing, like, you know, Maybe I'll be considering starting Devontae Parker at some point. I don't know. You know, trust factor with my quarterback situation is going to be highly important. Um, so we'll see how that goes. I like Tua. Yeah, I feel like he's uh, he's slowly going to be a franchise quarterback. Like, he's got the makings of it. He's making some mistakes, but I've seen him make some throws and some decisions that he made that I was like, oh, wow, that's really nice. So if he progresses yeah. and keeps it going and – Stays healthy, of course. Those legs keep him upright. Uh, but if that's the case, I think in a year or two, you can see like a very nice, like, you know, top 12 quarterback in the NFL. Nice, guys. Last game on the one hitters. The Jaguars went into Green Bay, made a game out of it. Uh, and Aaron Rodgers, you know, he continues to produce Devontae Adams. It looks like MVS is getting more involved. So well, what what do you take out of that game, Rich? Uh, I take that that was another frustrating wind game. There was a lot of wind out there in Green Bay once again, a couple weeks in a row. So frustrating on that end. So it diminished a little. I mean, Aaron Rodgers still got his. And and I think they they got their plays when they were going the right direction with the wind, which was like, you know, that happens sometimes. So goofy game, goofy wind game. I thought I saw uh, Rodgers and Adams hook up for another touchdown. They got, you know, called back on a flag, which you're always like, oh, wonderful. Yeah. Jacksonville's played two. Two weeks, man. They've played tough, so they're a tough team. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. That's, that's just yeah. what I was gonna say. Like tough team. Jags are a good, tough team. They can run the ball. Um, and get them out of the wind. I think they're gonna be still looking like a better team because then Luton can throw the ball. I think Luton looks pretty pretty solid actually back there. I think he's maybe better option than Minshew. Yeah, it's crazy. The last two years with Jacksonville, the first they have Minshew come in and start playing well. Now he goes down. They got this Jake Luton in there, so. Something to monitor, yeah. Maybe uh, DJ Chark, guys like that, continue to you know get more involved. All right, let's wrap it up on the game previews uh, or game recaps, I should say, guys. And uh, moving along, we got some waivers, Rich. Before we hit, the, we got to talk about this big Thursday night football game. Waivers, okay, yeah. So let's get right into it. We got QBs. Somebody's got to throw Jameis Winston on their roster. I think. Um... Anybody who gets the opportunity to dump off the ball to Alvin Kamara and gets the opportunity to throw the ball to Michael Thomas, who can actually really air it out to some guys. Um, Emmanuel Sanders on the outside, I think that's a good guy. Talked about him a little bit, though. Uh, Daniel Jones, check this guy out. He's on a bye this week. After that, at Cincinnati, at Seattle, Arizona at home, Cleveland at home. So he's got a nice schedule for a quarterback. That's a real nice schedule. So if you're out there still desperate for a quarterback, I'd say that's a guy. Kirk Cousins, I got him for a spot start this week. Might be tough after what we saw today, but understand the difference of play here. Uh, Chicago Bears have one of the top defenses in the league. They're going to be playing in Dallas next week, which is pretty much the exact opposite. So Kirk Cousins would be a nice spot start. Uh, Running backs, Devontae Booker. We talked about him just now. I think that's – I mean, I, I can't imagine being Josh Jacobs' owner without getting Devontae Brooker at this moment, right? Yeah. Yeah, I would think that's somebody you're going to want to back up. I mean, another guy would be Naheem Hines of the Colts. Uh, that's yeah. a guy that they, it looks like he might actually win out in that backfield or, you know, at least get more 
you know, a higher percentage of carries and looks. Here's how I'll put it. I, I kind of equate it to like a Chase Edmonds type situation mm-hmm. where there is a role. There is a specific role where like I don't think Naheem Hines is in any game going to get over about 12, 13 carries or, or touches in a game. But I think those are like super valuable. Like he has, the, he has the ability to pop off from like anywhere, and and he's a surefire role. So I really like Naheem Hines. I mean, if if you're in a PPR league, for sure get that guy on your roster. Um, even in our standard league, I think he's creeping up where he's he's got to be rostered at this point, and you know your flex two consideration depending on your roster construction. Um, in that same. Same breath. I mean, the same type of role. Uh, I got Rex Burkhead on there. I'm a, I'm a guy who rosters Damian Harris, but I can also see the value. There's there's just – I mean, this is what we're at with running backs is that we are going to have split backfields. So you have to understand that as yeah. if, if you have a backfield that at least their roles are super defined and you know what's going to happen out there, you can roll with that. You could roll with a Rex Burkhead, I think, right now. He's on that same brink as a as a Naheem Hines type guy. Yeah, Malcolm Brown, too, is another guy in L.A. that uh, popped back on the radar. You wonder if that's going to continue uh, with him and Daryl Henderson. See, that one's tough. Like, I, I would steer clear there because it's more like that, like, three-headed monster. Cam Akers is starting to look a little good there, seeing some good stuff on tape. Brad, do you still roster him? I do. You do? Okay. I that's do. good. I'm that's a nice little line. a long project, man. I wouldn't wouldn't move on. 11 or 12, I'm hoping he gets the rock. I'm telling you, when you see him run, he, like, wants to run people over. Like, he hits them with velocity. Uh, I just don't see that from the other running backs. But he has had some fumbling issues, and, you know, obviously that has caused him to be in the doghouse. So, that being said, I do think he'll get over that. He'll learn from his mistakes. He's a rookie. And, I mean, I think moving forward, he's – their franchise back for the next three years. So until they have to pay him, they find a new one. Yeah. So, okay. And then I got some other running backs. Um, surprisingly, I surprisingly found some, you know, available guys there. They may not be available in our league guys, but they're like available in 50% of some of these leagues. So like, well, this guy, of course, he's barely owned. Um, Salvin Ahmed, the Dolphins mm-hmm. guy who came in this week, man, he looks yeah. good. He looks super good. And so like, I kind of project this like, okay, Miles Gaskins, he's still a couple weeks out, right? Mm-hmm. Matt Breda might be back this week, but I think they'll really like what they see out of this guy to be like mm-hmm. the every down back. And by the time Gaskins get back, I think he'll have his role. I think he'll he'll he'll, he'll be in that role already and 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 have won it out. I don't know if if you guys agree, but well, they did release Jordan Howard today too, so. Yeah, I think they're like, yeah, like let's roll this kid, let's roll Breda, and let's roll Gaskin, and like psh, Matt Breda will be the odd man out once they're all healthy, so we can get to where we're a two-headed monster there, and this guy's more probably the goal line type situation guy, but also the intermediary. I think this guy might be the guy, dude. So he's a he's kind of like a priority, I think, in my opinion. Check out his schedule, uh, Denver. Uh, the Jets, Cincinnati, Kansas City, who's not actually good against a the run. They're good against a pass. Um, New England and Las Vegas. So it's a nice schedule. Miami's got a nice schedule. If you can, I mean, if you even have room on your bench, put that guy there and see if it if it can pan out. I wouldn't necessarily say go start him right this week, but depending on your construction, you might get there. Wide receivers, let's go there. What do you got? Marvin Jones. <laughs> good one, Brad. Funny guy. 
He's, he's available in some leagues. Oh, Mark, I'm just like playing with you. Oh, I didn't realize I was setting you up for that one. Yeah. <laughs> wide I receivers? You, I toned in everything when I said I have a wide receiver. I thought you guys knew where I was going. I do have some real wide receivers too, though. Marvin Jones. I mean, yeah, Marvin Jones is nice. Probably available. Maybe available. Probably not. He's good, <laughs> apparently. Uh, I think Jacoby Myers has been kind of popping off recently. I think he's he's worthy of a of a bench spot right now. See how that plays out. Uh, since he's throwing touchdowns too, Jakeem Grant. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw that guy too. He's been really good. Preston Williams. He's been out. Um, and he's on IR. So this guy, this little guy, Jakeem Grant. He's a tiny little guy, man. Five foot seven or something like that, but. He's a good little route runner. I mean, he was definitely popping on the tape, that's for sure. Uh, anything on the tight end or defensive front? I was trying to pick out a defense streamer, but nothing's popping out to me. <laughs> yeah, I literally had nothing. I put a big circle on both of those because they're dry. <laughs> dry. That is some dry land. Uh, Taysom Hill. If no one's picked oh. up Taysom Hill, that would be someone. Because I think I was a little ahead of I don't know if all the other leagues are. So if he's out there, go get him. Oh, hey, I missed a wide receiver. We got to get him in there. Uh, Josh Reynolds, as that as that F offense has improved, dude, the last three weeks, eight, nine, and ten targets. So uh, they're starting to utilize the guy. So, you know, after after three games, I start to see that as a real a real situation once it's happened that many times. And in Baltimore, I did see that – you know, Willie Sneed might be a guy that Marquise Brown isn't doing anything. He might have been dropped. You know, maybe uh, that's a guy that's, I mean, that's a good offense. Just the wide receiver position over there has not been very reliable. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with that. Like, yeah, where's where's that game gone? I mean, mm-hmm. they, they target the wide receivers, though, so I do think it'll come around. So, yeah, I mean, Sneed's put up some good good numbers in a few games, so I like that guy. All right, guys. Well, let's wrap that up and get on to this Thursday night game, Rich. I mean, what are the Cardinals going to do for an encore, buddy? Four days later, they're heading up to Seattle uh, to play the Seahawks, which is not an easy matchup in any sense of the word, especially uh, for the Cardinals' defense. But uh, what are you forecasting for this one, bro? I had a tough time prognosticating here. I just... um... I don't know. I'm just fucking anxious for the game to happen now at this point because, you know, that four days seems quick. And, yeah. Uh, you know, Russ is probably a little angry, a little hungry, wants to cook him up a meal. Yeah, the Cardinals are going in in first place, aren't they? Yes, they are. They're the first place in the NFC West. What do you got, Brad? Well, no, I'm just thinking. I'm thinking about the two teams coming in. Russ, obviously, they've had two bad games. They've played two decent defenses. So now he's coming in, he's playing the Cardinals. Cardinals have a okay defense compared to what he's faced. You know, I wouldn't say they're great, but I would say it's not bad. So they're like right there on the cusp of, you know, I give them like a B B plus. So, but the other thing is on the other side of the ball, your defense sucks. And that's the reason why you're losing games and it's all on your shoulders. Now you got an offense like Arizona who guess what, Russ? Kyler can cook too. And you know what? His food might be a little bit better this year. So he's going to be sizzling, dazzling, cooking all this shit up, serving it out. And you know what? I think a lot of people are going to eat. So 
I actually see, and they know the importance of this. They just took first place. So they're going to want to come out, you know, get the season sweet, go out and fucking get this one. So I don't know if uh, Seattle really has anything because their defense is so bad. I don't know if they can compete. That's a good point, man. This is this is a capable offense. And I was I was saying earlier today, if, if the Cardinals don't turn the ball over, like they keep having just that one or two key turnovers when Larry Fitzgerald pops the ball up in the air and somehow that's a fucking interception. That's a wild play. Like that's that's fluky luck against them. You know, if you don't have that play, it changes the whole course of that game. They're in much more of a driver's position in that game. Uh, so they take care of the ball. I think that's the key, and they could they could walk out in the driver's seat in the NFC West, man. I think with that on the line, I could I could actually see it like that. I mean, I don't want to get too excited before the, <laughs> before the game, but man, yeah, like uh, it's on the yeah. line, man. You come out two and zero against Seattle, like you're you're kind of in the driver's seat. I mean, not necessarily with uh, two games still against the Rams. We haven't even played the Rams yet. Looking like they're pretty stellar too. Yeah, bro, and I mean D Hop and uh, Christian Kirk. That's that's juicy going up against the Seattle uh, secondary. So I can predict D Hop uh, having a real big game in this one, and it's just a matter of yeah, if if both these quarterbacks start cooking, like you said, Brad. I mean, what what are we looking at on the over under on this game? Sixty <laughs> something. It's got to be fifty eight plus. I bet it'll be about 56 or 57, somewhere in there. Let me look it up. You guys you guys, chat amongst yourselves. 58 and a half is my guess. It's coffee talk. <laughs> yeah, you got it. Nice. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know if you'd get that one. That's good. That one's, that one's way backer. Oh, yeah. You get, that's a deep pull, man. Yeah, dude. Nice. <laughs> The Roman Empire. Discuss amongst yourselves. <laughs> Discuss amongst yourselves. <laughs> and I like to do drawings. <laughs> to do drawings. Drawings. <laughs> oh, that was a good one, too. Arizona, Seattle, over, under. Oh, Brad nailed it on the head. 58. Ooh. 58, though. Yeah. Ooh. yeah. Pop, pop. That's a lot of points. Brad, do you think they're going to win, huh? Arizona? Yeah. Mm, I would love it, man. I'd be so excited. I just, I've seen the way that Seattle's played, and I know Russ has got great talent and this and that. And, you know, I'm sure DK is going to catch a ball here and there. He's not going to get totally shut down like he did last game. But I just see that offense and that defense. How can they stop him? I mean, he is so laser quick, man. He can just zigzag, find a spot, and then. You have such capable receivers. Drake's coming back off that injury. You know, that first game is always kind of like getting the rust out. So I feel like the run attack will be there more. Chase Edmond, a little change, change of pace. It's a fine-looking motor operating on all cylinders. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm too much of a fan to get like all like hyped. I'm like, I'm like just like that trepidation going into that game. Like, mm, yeah, buddy, see what it is. Like, like I I see the angles. We should be able to play those angles and attack this defense. I don't get this. Like the fan mentality of like I'm such a fan. I don't want to get hyped up. Like I'm the exact opposite. Like I just became a Cardinals fan. I'm like they're gonna win the fucking Super Bowl. 
You know, like, <laughs> like I am like the exact opposite when it comes to that shit. Like my team, I like, it's like, dude, talk me out of how my team's not the greatest. It's like they're four and two. <laughs> shit. I, I don't really have much to say on that, but. Yeah, I mean, I would say the Cardinals have a little weakness on the defensive side of the ball. They can put together like a half. It seems like they go a full half of just like giving shit up. And then they pretty much clamp it down. And then they give up like maybe one drive in, in the second half. That was how like most of their games are going. Big plays. They they make a lot of big plays, but they also give up some big plays. So I think if that's what they could just limit the big plays, then that would really help them the most. Seattle's a big play machine, man. That's what they do. I would I will say that Seattle's offense has looked without Chris Carson, they're just not quite clicking on yeah. all cylinders, man. They, they need to get that guy back. I don't know if they will. Well, and if you get at Russ, I mean, he doesn't have time. So all right, yeah. All right, yeah. I'm excited. <laughs> Hell yeah. We'll see how it all plays out. We'll see if we'll get uh, the Hail Murray 2.0 on Thursday night, guys. So check it out. No, let's just stop. <laughs> let's go out and win by fucking 10 to 14 and say see you, guys. That'd be dope. I like that. All right, everybody. Well, make sure to look for us then and catch us next time on the Organic Football Podcast. Play. Sayonara, bitches. Ask him if it's in airplane mode. <laughs> <laughs>